Terrible Toby's is Kitchener's independent, community-driven pet supply store. Conveniently located just outside of downtown Kitchener, Terrible Toby's has created a new way to shop for your pet, combining fun, educational moments with an easy and convenient experience. Join Terrible Toby's for their weekly neighborhood walks, monthly nail trimming clinics, or their next pet portrait day. Learn more in-store or follow Terrible Toby's on Facebook and Instagram for all their updates. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. We are joined today by Calla James, Director of Community Engagement and Outreach at the Kitchener-Waterloo Humane Society. So welcome back, Calla, and also welcome back to Kirsty, who is co-hosting with us today. So welcome, Calla and Kirsty. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yay. So glad you're here. Calla, I can't remember how long it's been since you joined us, but it was definitely a couple of seasons ago, like over a year for sure. Yeah. I think fall of 2021. So I think we've been two years now. Oh my gosh. Time flies. I was about to say, I felt like we were still kind of in the thrall of the pandemic. So that timing sounds about right to me. Yeah, it definitely was. I was coming back off mat leave and we were talking a lot about all the different topics that were in the industry at that time. And it's great to be back today. Amazing. Well, I think we should do some introductions because, um, Kala, we know you've been on the podcast before, but for our new listeners and maybe those who haven't heard the episode, can you do a little intro and also tell us about all your pets? Yeah. Uh, So I joined the Humane Society of Kitchener, Waterloo, and Stratford, Perth back in 2019. Uh, Prior to that, I worked at two other shelters uh, up north and uh, in Orangeville. And it's been about 11 years that I've been in the animal welfare industry, and I absolutely love it. It's definitely my home. I have, at the moment, I feel a low amount of pets, (laughs) five cats, and one dog, a very senior dog who's almost 17 years old, completely blind and smaller than all the cats. So <laughs> we have a busy household. I feel like though you have the extension of like all of the pets at the KWSP Humane Society though too. I do. And I am known for the one who has a soft heart for any senior pets, as well as any medical needs pets. So we're normally the one that people uh, come to myself and say, I have this dog and it's perfect for you. It has all these medical issues and we know that you can help it. So uh, that's how I end up with a lot of them. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into myth busting. There are so many misconceptions about what humane societies do, what their mission and vision is, and what they are mandated to do by the government. Paula, to get us started, maybe you can explain why you think there are so many misconceptions um, and why they exist around the work of humane societies. Is there a historical reason? Where does this stem from? I think we have had so many changes within this industry since we began. Uh, Well over 100 years ago, groups formed in different communities to support children as well as animals uh, from cruelty as well as those who were being neglected or those in need and from that we actually separated two groups where you see children's aid society as well as humane societies that separated to form very specific groups in uh, in support of, of 
children or pets. The humane societies have evolved greatly, not just in the last hundred years, but even within the last 10 years. And so when we have so much rapid change, I don't know that people can really keep up with it. We saw, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, we had animal inspectors for animal control that were referred to as the pound keeper. We still have people that walk through our doors and will say the dog catcher or the pound keeper. And it's just not a term at all that we use anymore. And it's just rapidly changed as to their role within the communities, as well as the role within the shelter as well. So I think it really stems from that historical piece and just how rapidly we we see our shelters change year to year. That's so interesting. And I mean, from an organizational perspective, like I just find it so fascinating because I think about like us at Dog Friendly KW, we're obviously like such a green, unique niche organization. And you think about how long the Humane Society has existed for and how much I'm sure the organization has had to evolve over many decades. And it's difficult to imagine what a journey like that could look like for us who are such a new type of organization that haven't existed before. It's very interesting. I also did not know that um, animal welfare and children's aid societies historically started within the same organizations. I had no idea about that. So I'm going to have to do some reading. Yeah, it's very interesting. In some communities, they were they were formed together to support children and pets. In other communities, they were formed separately. Uh, so our Humane Society specifically has been around since 1927. And when we talk about change just into what we do, I mean, we've also changed in our name, which also doesn't help the confusion. I think we've gone through something like four name changes since 1927. So that definitely doesn't help with it either. Uh, but now our name is quite solid and we hope it's going to be around for quite some time. Uh, And we are constantly trying to educate the public as to what we do in our communities, how we help both people and pets. Sorry, we're talking over. I was saying, I can't believe it's almost been 100 years that the KWSP has been around. Wow. Yeah, 1927. So we'll be celebrating 100 years in 2027, which is really exciting for us. Wow. That is wild. Yeah, that is wild. Well, what you just said, Kyle, was a great segue. So what is the role of the Humane Society in the community as it stands today? So what are the some of the things maybe that you folks do that maybe many com- community members don't know about? Yeah, I would say a lot. We have people constantly through our doors that say, I didn't realize you do this and I didn't realize you do that. The main thing I would say as to what we do within our communities is we help people and pets. And we help people and pets to stay together at all costs. And when that can't happen, we're there to provide support to those animals who need us. And so our services don't just help pets who are abandoned, homeless, abused. They also help pet owners who are hoping to keep pets in their homes or need supportive services. So we offer over 40 services at the Humane Society that normally comes across as a shock. We have a lot of very unique departments from animal services or what people would maybe more so know as animal control, animal bylaw or pound services. We also do adoption. So for those pets that don't have a home, we would adopt them back out. We we support community with education. So we have three educators that go out into schools across Waterloo Region and Perth County and see well over 100 schools in a year to educate K-8 through as well as in our high schools. We have community programs, so things like birthday parties or vets in training or summer camps that we run at the Humane Society for youth as well as adults. 
And there's just so many other services on there. Our veterinary services, I would say, is one of the main areas that people don't realize they can get support. So if you're looking for a low-cost spay-neuter or assistance, if uh, you're low-income with things like spay-neuter assistance program for dogs and cats, uh, low-cost rabies, low-cost microchip. And more recently, we've been trying to educate people about our veterinary outreach program, which supports people who are experiencing homelessness or who are vulnerably housed in shelters in the area to receive free veterinary care for their pets, because our goal is to keep them together until they can get out of that crisis. And I I would say the list keeps going. So we always say check out our website, kwsphumane.ca, because there's so many services there. And if you're in need or you have a pet in need, please check that out. That's amazing. I will say I have been at the Humane Society when there has been a kid's birthday party going on and it just, it looked like the most fun. And I just, I really appreciated creating those opportunities for, you know, our youth and our community to be able to like firsthand learn and experience the work that you guys do in the community. Absolutely. One of our biggest things is we, we recognize that education helps to create the next pet owners of tomorrow. And so we really want to be teaching our youth about what it's like to be, have kindness towards animals, compassion towards animals, and what it's like to be a re- responsible pet owner. So that's really important. Even through our birthday parties, we can do that, or, or our summer camps, we can do that. And so we think it's a really important part of our mission. Child me would have loved to have had a birthday at the Humane Society, but unfortunately, as a child, I didn't know that was a thing. So my mom took me to Chuck E. Cheese, but... Thank you for squashing all of those myths, Kala. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with one of our favorite segments, Kibbles and Bits. Stay tuned. 